Hello, hello. Welcome to another session of the JMJ Missions Podcast Season 2. I am this week's host, Daniel Palmieri, joined by my co-host, co-evangelist, fellow co-founder, Anthony McCullough, and a very special guest, my very own sister, my little sister, Nicole Palmieri, who is going to be helping us with some special Bible verses today. This week, we're going to have a... um, a quicker podcast. We're going to try something new. So we ask you to let us know how you like it. We're going to go through things a little quicker, just see how it feels with a little more of a slim slim fit for this uh, this podcast. So uh, before we get into all that, our information, jmjmissions.com. You can find us on TikTok, YouTube especially, uh, Instagram, Facebook, all social media, at jmjmissions. And if you want to support us financially, you could do that via anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R. Dot FM JMJ missions. So, Anthony, before we get into any of that Bible stuff, do you have small talk for the three of us? I do. Well, first off, I want to say welcome, Nicole. It's been a while since the last podcast. This would be Bible Roulette Round Two with Nicole. So I'm looking forward to see what the Holy Spirit picks. So small talk today, very sim- simple. What's your opinion on soda? <laughs> like that's it. Just like, run with it. What's your opinion just, on soda? Just general yeah, opinion. Like, what's your opinion? <laughs> I like the idea of it. Um, I, uh, um, well, I don't drink too much soda. I have to say, mostly water. After that, maybe some iced tea and such. Uh, a little sugary for me, but uh, I do enjoy the occasional Coke, the occasional cream soda, especially. I love cream soda. Uh, yeah, and root beer. I mean, like, it's fine. I just don't drink it as much as other people. All I don't right. know. What do you guys think? Nicole, you go. I have to agree with Dan a little bit on the sugar. I don't drink a ton of it, but I enjoy a nice ginger ale. Yeah. Every once in a while. True. Do you ever have ginger beer? It's like not. It's not alcoholic. I have had. It's just called ginger ginger beer. beer. Kind of like root beer. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, really good. And it helps your stomach. And I don't think there's caffeine in it. There's so many good things about ginger ale. Yeah. Nice. Heck of a soda. My my opinion (laughs) on soda is that I'm not a fan. Not not a fan. Oh wow. Yep. I, it always tastes good in the moment. You crack it open. You like the sound. You guzzle down some sips of Coca-Cola. Afterwards, you don't feel great. You feel the sugar rush, and then you feel lazy afterwards. I'm just not a fan. Okay. And, I, a and I don't miss it when I don't have it. Interesting. I mean, I feel fine after drinking soda if I don't drink too much of it, but I, I think I understand what you're saying. Like, just the general idea of it is definitely bad for you. Fun fact, uh, when I was in seminary, there was a friend of mine who was from South Korea, and I asked him, um, when you came to America, like, what are some of the things that, like, you found different that you weren't expecting or that were different from South Korea? And one of the things that he said to us was that uh, in other countries, and at least in some other countries, um, they don't just drink Coke when you go out to eat for restaurants or for dinner, or they don't just drink soda. Like, soda's like a treat. Like, you drink soda when you're having a, almost like a, it's like a beer with your friends or oh, something. Yeah? You have a soda. But he said when you go out to restaurants and go out to eat, like the fact that people just order Coke or order root beer, right. he, goes that, he said that very nonchalantly, like it's just part of their normal meal mm-hmm. instead of water or juice or whatever is, uh, is he said, at least he's not used to that. That's interesting. Which is interesting because I didn't know that. that. Yeah. yeah. I figured people just ordered soda everywhere they went to. Mm-hmm. So um, interesting little fact. Well, that was very nice. That was our, our shortened, slim, slim fast, yeah. small talk. <laughs> this is the... <laughs> podcast on a diet a podcast on a diet yeah let us know what you think i mean comment on our youtube video or comments drop us a dm on instagram or whatever (laughs) facebook let us know what you think of this shorter version podcast if you like this just comment slim fast we won't be offended it won't won't be like body shaming we're not saying that like we need to lose weight or something but this is our diet podcast (laughs) slim fast 
Nice. I die at podcast. Um, yeah, and if you don't like it, feel free to say not so slim fast. Yeah, or which, slim fast was horrible. Or if, whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, exactly. And that's not a knock on you or like that, yeah. as if you were trying anything like slim right. fast. That's just hey, we'll, just, like, we'll know what it means. It's like code. We yeah. will absolutely know what you're talking yeah. about. Drop us that comment. We've gotten some Easter egg comments from like like something that we said a year ago. Like I'll see that on our YouTube channel. Somebody will say like red Gatorade or something. I'm like, oh, that must have been an Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, going into our main event, good old-fashioned uh, Bible roulette. We have done this once before. We want to do this at least once or twice every season. I believe it was season one the first it time was, we did it. It right? was season one. And if you don't know what Bible roulette is, what we do this is unscripted. We're going to probably say a little prayer to the Holy Spirit, and then we're going to pick a book of the Bible, a chapter, and then a verse. And then Nicole's job is she has to read it. She used to be a lector. She has a very soothing Bible reading voice, and she's going to help us out. And she'll also help with the selections. So sit back, relax, and let's see where the Holy Spirit guides us. Awesome. This is also called Innocent Hand, too, sometimes. People oh, really? call it the Innocent Hand, where you just kind of, like, you know, there's different ways of, like, letting the Holy Spirit guide how you read Scripture. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just pick a random spot in the Bible and open it up and start reading. Other times you can do what we're doing, which is where we all kind of join in and just let the Holy Spirit guide it and see what we get. And then um, we'll probably pick two readings at least, mm-hmm. hopefully two, uh, or maybe more. Maybe three, is what I was maybe three yeah, yeah if, we, if we can fit in. If we have and, time. Yeah, if we have time. Um, and then normally uh, those three readings are actually pretty connected. The Holy Spirit normally does connect them. There's always things you can find, a, a theme that he's trying to tell you. So um, this is not we're not encouraged for those that are new to this to read the Bible like this every time we read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you're just going from, from an academic standpoint or you're just new to the faith, you should always start with the Gospels. Right. Maybe then Genesis, Exodus, some of the letters of St. Paul after that, you know, and such. But um, if you're just looking for the Holy Spirit to guide you and you already have the basics down for your faith, this is a great thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so I agree. All right. Without further ado, here's how we're going to break it down. Uh, Anthony is going to pick a book from the Bible. I will pick a chapter. Oh, wait. Was it New Testament or Old Testament? Uh, it doesn't matter. Well, okay. When we had Rock with us, um, we had four people. to. We had that extra selection of oh, the right. Testament, but we can trim that out now. Okay. All right. So we will do uh, – Anthony will pick a book. I will pick a chapter. And Nicole will pick a verse, and then we will start reading at the most appropriate spot right around that verse, because sometimes you read in the middle of a verse and it makes like no sense. Yeah. So like the paragraph before, or even if, if it's... A couple sentences before or after. Yeah, so whatever is the most appropriate mm-hmm. spot. All right, let's say a prayer to the Holy Spirit first. Sure. We'll get going. Yeah. Okay. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, come. We ask that you inspire us with the exact books, chapters, and verses that you want us to read, and we ask that this be beneficial for our souls and for the souls of anyone who may listen. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Father and the Son, Son and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. And Ant, go ahead with the with the book. All right. I'll go with Romans for the book. Okay. And I'm going to say chapter 6. Okay. Romans chapter 6. And Nicole, you can pick any verse that you want number. Hopefully um, under like 20 because sometimes, yeah, sometimes it'll have more short. than 20 verses. How about 13? Okay. Okay. Romans 6, 13. Okay, so Romans um, chapter 6, and I'm going to start reading at 12 and then go through 14 because 13 is kind of right in the middle. Okay. Therefore, sin must not reign over your mortal bodies so that you obey their desires. And do not present the parts of your bodies to sin as weapons for wickedness, but present yourselves to God as raised from the dead to life and the parts of your bodies to God as weapons for righteousness. Righteousness. 
For sin is not to have any power over you, since you are not under the law, but under grace. Wow. That's intense. That was some deep stuff. I, that's why I like Romans so much, because it just cuts to the chase. Yeah. Just tells you what's wrong and what's right. Yeah, St. Paul doesn't mess with anything. Yeah. He doesn't mince words, man. Mm-hmm. I would not want to be like a like a, a skeptic that ran into St. Paul oh, on, oh, you're on, toast. on a good day for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, any any thoughts that you guys have from this verse? What is your what's first comes to mind? Just uh, like I said, just kind of inspired by the confidence and the seriousness of it, and like and because sometimes we need like a slap in the face. Yeah. Like sometimes it's nice to be like, oh, like mercy and yay, but other times it's be like, all right, this is hardcore stuff. Right. Like don't present any part of your body for sin. Right. Like that's I like it. Yeah. Very hardcore. Also, I liked I like the fact that he says your bodies because mm-hmm. we think of the faith as a spiritual thing, and like yeah, the faith is chiefly spiritual. You know, like the, you, you have your soul and that's the most important thing and that's where all of your decisions come from and your will. But where does all that get expressed in your body? Mm-hmm. So like you do not want to contaminate your bodies with sin. You don't want to contaminate your body with anything that's going to defile it because when you sin, it's not just your soul, but your body right. that is messed with. And also um, your body is what is used to do everything good, to express mm-hmm. to express love or to express anger. So um, interestingly enough, we do have a teaching in our faith that like, Although everything starts in the soul, as Jesus says, everything starts from within, you know, things can become cursed or blessed. That's why we have relics, because it's like the body of a saint, like their holiness sticks with that saint after that saint dies. Or we have things like uh, you can have cursed objects where exorcists will tell you not to keep them, not, be, be careful what you keep in your home, because mm-hmm. like your body and your your objects can take on a spirituality. So he's right there saying, do not use your bodies as weapons for evil, but weapons for good, Right, which is so cool. Um, and also because you are you are not under the law, but you are under grace. Meaning, the law is there, which kind of says you're a sinner. Because like we all we all sin, right? Uh, here's here's the things to do right. Here's the things to do wrong, and we kind of fall in the middle. We do th- some things right, some things wrong, and Jesus smashes that, and he says, "All right, now you're full of my love, and uh, you could be a saint. So let, light up your body with that love." Right, and the only way you can do that is with God's grace. If you try to do that by yourself, try to avoid sin without asking for God's help. You're, you're again, you're toast. You're toast. You're like yeah. going up against Saint Paul on a good day as a skeptic. Exactly, it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you guys basically said it. I just, I felt as soon as I, as I was reading it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is intense. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just like the terminology weapons Ooh. because you can, and y- like he's basically saying, you can use your body as a weapon of kind of destruction in mm-hmm. a way. Or you can use it in a good way. Like right. kind of like, like I don't think the word weapon necessarily always means something bad. Yeah. Because if you're right. using your body as a weapon for the Lord, right. that's like pretty cool. And yeah. that's what you have the potential to be doing with was, your body. That was good insight. That was actually really good insight. Yeah. I was Thanks. actually teaching the students today that when you get like baptism, it's like Jesus declares war. He kicks out original sin and declares war on the sin in your soul. And then when you get confirmed, mm-hmm. you're getting extra. I called it multiple times because yeah. I'm teaching about the sacraments. You get extra weapons to fight Satan and evangelize. So I think that's like good weapons in the war against Satan. Yeah, Sweet. And it's like exciting too. It's like more, you know, not that there's some other, some other more bland things. Like when it comes to, I don't know, anything faith related yeah. where people might be a little like this to me, like if you're trying to evangelize to like a younger person, right? Or, yeah. like a bo- like a little kid, you know what I mean? And you're like, yeah, you're fighting. This is a fight and your body's a weapon. And it just it has like a level of excitement to it that makes you want to fight. Exactly. Yeah. Like, That's again. Awesome. That's why people love Marvel and DC movies. Yeah. Like this is war. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. You want to see the good guy win. And Jesus is the ultimate good guy. And Satan's the ultimate uh, antagonist. 
All right. Okay, round two. Round two. All right, this time, Dan, I think you should pick the book. I'll pick the, I'll book. Pick the chapter. Or Nicole picks the chapter. I'll pick the verse. Okay, cool. I'm going to say, let's see, should I go OT or NT? You Old do Testament whatever the Holy Spirit is telling you to do. I'm going to say Isaiah, and okay. I'm going to go with chapter four. Uh, well, you can't, you can't pick the oh, chapter Oh, I'm sorry, two. Isaiah, Isaiah, I'm sorry. And you pick the chapter. That's my fine. fault, my fault. That's good, because <laughs> I, I know there's a lot of chapters in Isaiah. I'm randomly feeling 55. Ooh, that's... Yeah, and then, Nicole, you pick a verse. Okay, and I'm feeling verse seven. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Let's take a look. Nicole's She's going to find it. Yep. All right. So we have Isaiah um, chapter 55, and I said verse 7. So I'm going to read 6 through 8 because the stanza starts on 6, and it's a good little snippet. <laughs> okay. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call him while he is near. Let the scoundrel forsake his way and the wicked man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord for mercy, to our God, who is generous in forgiving. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. That was not planned. That's a really famous yeah. verse. I know. That's a re- <laughs> I know. I had no idea. You had no idea yeah. that was in 55 or anything? No. No. Wow. Yeah. That's I awesome. I recognize that. I'm I like, know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you guys got for a oh, first glance? Uh, the fact that it said scoundrel in there was pretty funny. <laughs> like, I feel like if God called me a scoundrel, I'd, I'd be so depressed. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing is I, it's really, it, it's God's words, but it's through Isaiah's yeah. filter. So maybe Isaiah would call you a scoundrel and God would say, but I love you. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Like something. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, you know what? And it seems that God, again, in this verse is, uh, in that first one we read from Romans, God is really distinguishing good versus evil and saying wicked. Uh, you know, um, he said, like, you don't use your body for wickedness. Use your body for good. He seems to be highlighting that, again, there's a huge difference between good and evil and that we have to seek the Lord while we can with the body that we have using it now. Um, and don't, don't, don't be a scoundrel. Don't, <laughs> don't end up as a scoundrel. I don't know. Let me see if I could. Uh, can you can you read read parts of that again? Read the part uh, verse seven and eight real quick again. Mm-hmm. Let the scoundrel forsake his way and the wicked man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord for mercy. And our God, who is generous in forgiving. Okay. I like the let him turn to the Lord for mercy because as Saint Paul said in Romans, talking about using your body properly and using the grace that God gives us. But if we fail, if we sin, we have to turn to God for mercy. Like he's there for us. Right. Now we also can't take advantage of that because taking advantage of that is a different sin and that's called presumption. So we can't do that. Yeah. But if we, if you are down in the dumps, if you are down and out, go to him and get the mercy. Yep. Yep. Um, anything, Nicole, that you got from that? I just really like the first sentence, like six. It's short and simple. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call him while he is near. So what I'm thinking is seek the Lord where he's found put yourself in a situation where you have a better access not better access because he is like within your hearts but don't put yourself in a situation where it's going to be harder for you to hear the lord right like that's completely up to you and that's how even the people you hang out with where you go if you're in church might be a little bit easier than if you're you know, I don't I can't right. even think of like a horrible <laughs> thing right now yeah. so I don't want to say anything like horrible <laughs> but you know yeah. yeah call good. him while he is near 
I just, I, it's very like simple. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, what's interesting. What I first read it as let the scoundrel forsake his way, meaning like let go of like, just l- let the bad person let go of God's way. Let the bad person go on their way. Uh-huh. That's, that's what I, how I read it the first time upon reading that again. That's not what it's saying. It's yeah. saying, let the scoundrel stop what he's doing. Um, yeah. And let the, like, and the wicked man has thoughts. So if you're a scoundrel and you're sinning, it's saying to let go of your sins. And if you're wicked, let go of your bad thoughts. Just as St. Paul says in, the, in Romans, do not use your body for wickedness. Turn from that. Right. Use it for good. So it seems that in our first reading, God's saying, use your bodies for good. You're in a war with Satan. And in the second reading, God's saying, and in order to do that, ask for forgiveness first. Come to me. Forsake your ways. Repent. And I'll make you good. It's perfect. Interesting. Yeah. All right. You guys want to do one more? Yeah, round three. Okay. Nicole, you want to pick a book? Um, sure. Let me um Peter. Okay. Okay. Peter. <laughs> like how to blank. Am I doing chapter or are you doing chapter? Uh you can do a chapter. Is that one of the books that has a multiple books? Is that like one? Yeah, or? there's first Peter, I think, second Peter. Oh, okay. Uh first, I guess. We'll first. Do All right, cool. And I think it's pretty short, uh, so I'm going to say chapter 3, if okay. it exists. I hope chapter 3 exists in Peter. I think it does. I'm going to say verse 2. Okay. First Peter, chapter 3, verse 2. We're going to look for it. Okay, so we are in First Peter, um, chapter 3, and verse... I'm going to read um, 3 through 5, just because that's kind of where sentence starts. Um, so here we go. Your adornment should not be an external one, braiding the hair, wearing gold jewelry, or dressing in fine clothes, but rather the hidden character of the heart, expressed in the imperishable beauty of a gentle and calm disposition, which is precious in the sight of God. For this is also how the holy woman who hoped in God once used to adorn themselves and were subordinate to their husbands. Wow. Yeah, that is really cool because it's talking about what is important, the outside or the inside. And that's exactly what St. Paul said. Use your bodies for goodness for the Lord. And it's saying, okay, don't use your bodies for wickedness, meaning like if you're a woman, um, adorning yourself with all kinds of precious things for your own attention. Instead, have a calm disposition and peace in your heart, and that will show outside in your disposition. So have peace in your heart, have Christ in your heart, and that will be your way of showing using your your body or your 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 gestures, your physical self, as a way to bring souls to God. So I'm seeing again this this uh, really interesting dichotomy between good and evil, the difference between good and evil, and using your body versus using your soul and having them combine for good for God. Right. What, what I took from that was kind of how a lot of times we overly obsess with our outward appearance. And we don't spend enough time on our inward appearance, our soul. And it, it kind of reminds me of working out. Sometimes people get overly obsessed with how their body looks and they want to get muscles and look like jacked on the beach or stuff like that. And that's nice. So it's good to be healthy because it's a, our, our bodies are gifts that God gave us. But even more important than having like all kinds of muscles is your interior, your interior life, your soul. So you should take care of both. But if you had to pick one or the other, you got to pick the soul. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that verse also mentions that we have models in the Old Testament. So St. Peter saying, look at all the wonderful women of the Old Testament mm-hmm. who um, had like amazing qualities and look at them and uh, use them as models to uh, to be humble and be peaceful and, and, and express yourself well. So 
Again, I'm getting this theme of this all starts in the heart. It starts with the grace of Christ in your heart. It ends up showing in your body and yeah. your disposition and how you conduct yourself. And as Isaiah said, turn to the Lord now while you can repent. And the way to do that is by forsaking your ways and asking for his forgiveness. And then all of your holiness will show up exactly as it's supposed to in your face, in your body, the way it's meant to be to bring souls to Christ. So that's really amazing because I, I do see the theme in all of this. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anything to add, Nicole? Yeah, I mean, you guys basically said it on that <laughs> one. It's outward appearance really is so, so not important as what's on the inside. So soul gains. Yeah, soul gains. I like it. It's a good yeah. hashtag. Good hashtag. <laughs> hashtag go. soul gains. I mean, I you, can, you can get your regular gains too. Good for you. Yeah. Treat your body well. But if you are, as what society calls, good looking or ripped and you your heart is in the dumpster, mm-hmm. Like, what is the point of yeah. getting yourself yeah. ripped? Right, there's no point. And how many people have, like, lots of followers on social media, lots of attention, they're very good-looking, and it actually ends up getting used for evil, whether intentional or not intentional. They're bringing no souls to Christ, That they're doing things just for them, for themselves, for their own ego, or they're just trying to gain popularity, and there's just no... The whole world's obsessed with this stuff, and there's nothing to be gained in that, you yeah. know? The only thing that's going to last is your soul. The only thing that's going to really inspire people truly in their hearts is going to be your character. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are a good-looking person, as Nicole said, you know, good, use it for God. Use it to draw people into Christ. Don't uh, don't obsess over your appearance. Do it. Uh, obsess over your uh, your soul and let that draw people towards the Lord. Exactly. Well said. All right. So with that, we're going to take a quick, tiny break, and then we will do the Saint Cup. Nicole, thank you so much for your help today, for reading the verses. You sound a lot better than, than me or Ant, so we really yeah. appreciate it. And for your input. <laughs> Yeah. Well, don't don't gas me up too much. <laughs> All right, we are about to start the Saint Cup in just a second. Nicole, thank you so much again for coming on. It was a pleasure having you. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you guys very much. Looking forward to do it again. All right, quick break, and then we got the infamous, just kidding, the famous Saint Cup. Right, Anthony has the saint cup in his hand. He is going to pick our random saint, guided again by the good old Holy Spirit, our All dear right. friend. Let's see who we get without looking, reaching in, pulling out now. Saint John Newman. John Newman. Philadelphia, right? Very interesting, yeah. Local boy. Local, right. Uh, saint John Newman was an Eastern, uh, well, Bavarian, so Central German immigrant to the United States. Fun fact. There were so few priests in the United States for all of the millions of Catholics that were coming from Ireland and Germany and Italy and, and all those places in France in the uh, in the early 20th century and late 19th century, like mid-19th century, I should say. There were so many Catholics, and it was such a big area of the U.S., and so few priests that priests were insanely overworked. There was an insane shortage of priests. And the average lifespan of a Catholic priest in the mid to late 1800s was only in the mid 40s because most of them would die of uh, heart attacks, strokes, or whatever because they were so overworked. Just in the 1800s, this was? That's in the 1800s. Yeah. Now, interesting thing about this is John Newman would have known that when he came over here Mm -hmm. as a redemptorist priest to to, to work for, um, for the sanctification of the souls here. Did he choose Philadelphia or is that where he was sent? I can't remember if he chose it or not. I know he was eventually made Bishop of Philadelphia. Uh, I don't know if he was originally from the area. But back then, the diocese of Archdiocese, I think. I don't know when it became an Archdiocese. But the Philadelphia Diocese was gigantic. It encompassed South Jersey, where we live. So 
He would have been our bishop if we lived 180 years ago. It's pretty cool. Uh, 150 years ago, even. Um, yeah, uh, it, it got all the way into Pennsylvania, and I think even like almost up towards like New York, almost, uh, which is just amazing. So his diocese encompassed um, hundreds of square miles, hundreds. So he was a busy guy. Uh, he started the Catholic school system. In our country? In the whole country. The Philadelphia Catholic school system, wow. I believe, was the first successful Catholic school system in the United States, and using his model... It uh, spread throughout the entire country. Right. And, um, and there's little, some big Catholic schools in Philly. Oh, there are. So yeah. there's a lot of Catholic mm-hmm. schools in Philly. Uh, so he's really well known for his love for children and his love for the youth. He was huge into the youth and his love for Catholic schools. To this day, as sad as it is that so many Catholic schools, at least our, in our area of the country, are closing, Catholic schools remain one of the few safe havens of good values uh, in the United States, and even some of the Catholic schools in the U.S. have questionable theology, but uh, at least there are some there are some sparks of goodness and purity in this country, and Catholic schools remain one of them, where where kids can go to confession and things like that. So that uh, was all started by um, Johnny. That's awesome, Johnny Newman. <laughs> Good, old Johnny. <laughs> Good old Johnny. Good old Johnny. The other thing I know about him is I could be wrong. Is he incorrupt? He's. I don't. So I've heard mixed things on this. So we, there's a shrine. Uh, I believe it's called St. Peter's Church, and uh, there's the St. John Newman Shrine, very nice, recently renovated, is underneath St. Peter's Church, which is a historic church uh, right in the center of Philadelphia, like in Center City. Uh, his body is in a glass case under the altar, I believe, uh, right at the, in, at the center of the lower church chapel there. There is a mask on his face. I believe it is somewhat incorrupt. So I've heard from some people it's incorrupt. Mm-hmm. I've heard from others it's not. And I heard, which I believe this is the case, that it is not technically incorrupt, but it is decomposing way slower than, than a normal. normal human body That's should. That's still pretty cool. Which in, its, it, yeah, in itself could be a small sign from God, like, hey, like when you're holy, this is kind of what happens. you know. Right. Um, so his bones are still there. Uh, he's dressed right there in his, his mitre and his bishop's outfit. He's he a was, short guy, right? He was short. I was just going to say yeah. that. Uh, short person, uh, which is good for me because I'm not the tallest <laughs> person myself. Uh, and he also had a great devotion to the Eucharist. He started the 40 hours devotion in the city of Philadelphia. He was so hardworking and so charismatic and so loving and patient that that's why he became a saint for all the good apostolic work he did while a bishop. He was a tireless worker. Um, any other comments you have on him? No, I was just trying to connect a way that it relates to the readings. Like nothing's jumping out at me though. Oh, I got something. Uh-huh. Uh, he loved Catholic schools. The readings tended to focus on your body, using your body for good and not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially in the last reading we had, which was um, like for the women especially, but guys too, not to obsess over the way you look to draw people in, but only your soul. Well, John Newman loved young people and teenagers, especially at Catholic schools, and our culture is so shallow for today's youth, for teens, for teens and young adults who John Newman really loved. Uh, and so for all those teens and young adults, I would say to just keep an eye on your purity. If you're in college or you're in your 20s or you're a teenager listening to this podcast, please use your body for good. Don't get caught up in that impure culture. Don't get caught up in obsessing over social media likes. You know, use your body for good. And that's one of the greatest things that teenagers nowadays, that St. John Newman no doubt would be telling people today if he were alive. So that's how I'm connecting that to the readings. Right. So if that is a struggle of yours as you're listening, then maybe St. John Newman is kind of just chilling there waiting for you to reach out for to give you his help. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And obviously Jesus is the one that would give you the real help, but St. John Newman could definitely intercede for you. 100%. And uh, if you do struggle with this, as Anthony said, as the prophet Isaiah says, turn from your ways. God is mercy. He is merciful. He is mercy, too. 
uh, technically, but he's merciful and he's very generous. So get to confession, turn from any impurity. This is your sign. If you're listening now and you struggle with any kind of impurity, turn from it. God will forgive you. He loves you so much. And then start to use your body as a weapon for good first in your soul. And then let that peace and joy of Christ in your soul emanate through your body. Right. And if you don't know when confession is, almost every Catholic church offers it on Saturday mornings or Saturday afternoon. So just check your local parish website and just show up. Just go. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, you got anything else? No. Okay. Let's close with a prayer. In the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, thank you so much for these readings. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for guiding us, for guiding myself and Nicole and Anthony in the choosing and the selection of the books and for in our interpretation of it. We ask St. John Newman to please pray for us and pray for all the youth out there that we may use our bodies always as a tool for good in humility with the grace and love of Christ fueling everything we do from the inside out. And we ask us all in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless.